This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. What the Bible talks about when we give names to God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Yahweh, I Am, it is to understand at least a glimpse of who God is. Whenever someone sees a picture of my father when he was still young, they would automatically say that I look exactly like my father. I was like a, a carbon copy. They would say that I even act like him. My characteristics are like him. And come to think of it, it's because I already received the seed from him. That seed is really important. And if we want to receive the seed from God, we need to receive his word. Whether Christians or non-Christians, there's an image there of God that can be redeemed. And sin destroys the gospel redeems, right? And that's our part as Christians, that we share this gospel that redeems people from their sin, that what is broken can be made new again. This is kind of like a milestone episode for us because we're a podcast that's just starting out. It's our 20th episode! Yay! Welcome to the Narrow Door. Come on in, guys. My name is Sam. I'm your host. And with me, as always, we have the head pastor of, of pastor, head pastor of Victory Greenhouse, Pastor Dennis C. is here. Instructor Harold Resho is instructor at New Heaven and New Earth, Shinshiji Church of Jesus. And Brother J. Paul Hernandez is lay preacher at the feast. Okay, episode 20. All right, super exciting. We're talking about the image of God today. It's something that comes up often on this episode. And I thought, hey, we should talk about that. What does that mean exactly? Before we get to that, let us start with an email. You guys, I'm talking to our friends here, might be familiar with her because um, recently I sent you guys screenshots, pictures. You know, there's a girl, her name is Kat. She loves the podcast. She posts about us on her social media all the time. And she even made a collage of, you know, pictures of us doing the K-pop finger heart thing. And she's super cute. I love her. She's, she's um, part of the feast, by the way. Yeah, just FYI. So her name is Kat, and she writes to us. And the title of her email is The Narrow Door Podcast is a Gift. Hi, Sam. Kat here. Truth be told, I am a big fan of your podcast. I've been really wanting to write an email, but my heart and my mind are all over the place, overwhelmed with excitement and gladness. So I really don't know where to start. Let me start by saying, I just love you all, all caps, 20 letter O's. I'm not even joking. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes, okay, fangirling starts in three, two, one. That was not even it yet, guys. (laughs) I love the whole idea of The Narrow Door being an ecumenical podcast. I I honor you guys for being so harmonious and respectful with each other's beliefs and differences. And I love each other's humor. It really is amazing. I first listened to it on Spotify when I found out its existence when you promoted it at Jay Aruga's podcast. So Jay Aruga has a podcast called The Jay Aruga Show. So... (laughs) His thing is he, um, this is the first Filipino podcast on conservative values. He's Catholic and he talks about, you know, the things that we espouse as Christians. And then, I mean, in the last episode that I listened to, he was talking about sex and even why on, from a secular perspective, chastity makes sense. So very interesting show. Go check it out. The Jay Aruga show on Spotify. But I was already, I think, at your sixth episode when I found out that it's on YouTube. Yes, we are on YouTube. I watched all the episodes again from the beginning. And I realized, looking at all your facial expressions and, of course, Pastor D's smile (laughs) is a whole new experience. I love all your topics and the discussions. Sis Risa's view on suffering was really a great warm-up for me to be able to open up my mind and heart on topics about end times. Your three episodes about it really opened a different perspective on how to look at it without fear. It was a big help for me in dealing with my anxieties on what's going on right now. And it made me hopeful instead of being scared in anticipating the second coming. That in itself is an achievement, I have to say. Is it? Wow. Guys, come to think of it. By the way, this is very indulgent, I realize. Okay, like we're just talking about how this girl thinks we're awesome and we love it. Um, come to think of it, who wouldn't want to meet Jesus, right? Your episode on idolatry really made me reflect about my Christian life big time. It was one of my sharings when Sis Marjorie Duterte, also of the feast, 
talked about the story of Abraham and Isaac during her session with our light group. By the way, okay, you know what? This is a little lengthy, but ooh, okay. She starts talking about instructor Harold. I'm blown away by his wisdom and for always bringing something different to the table. I honor him for teaching us how to be brave um, and not flinching every time he says that taboo name. Satan. Brother J. Paul's dream of reverse tithing is very new to me. And because of your podcast, it makes me dream of it too. And she just says, oh my gosh, so many nice things. Um, But basically she, yeah, I I think I'm like maybe halfway through the email. So she's more power to the narrow door to you, the panel, your whole team. Looking forward to more episodes. I will forward it to you guys. This is going to take up half the episode. But Kat, thank you, Kat. Thank you, Kat. And I've you met thank Kat. you. Yeah, I've I've met Kat. I mean, virtually anyway. So appreciate it so much. Our chat box here is is blowing up with the guys messaging. What? Magaling si J magaruga. Oh, magaling siya. Oh, sorry, Tagalog. Anyway. Oh, so I just wondered, they did not see the smile of Instructor Harold. That's a smile that's very available for single ladies. Sa, my, the comment was my smile, but it was Harold's, uh, it was Harold's intelligence that was... Amen. There's more, guys. There's more to this email. I just, you know, I'll forward it to all of you so you can read it. But I have a question. And this is something that somebody asked earlier before we started recording. I think every single email that we've read comes from a female listener. And as a female, I have a problem with this. So what is it? I'm just kidding. I don't have a problem with it. But it just makes me wonder, like, how come girls are more inclined to do something like this than boys, you think? What? Because, I think I know why. Yeah. Because... The only way to reach you is through email. Uh-huh. And men don't email. We don't even read emails. Really? It's it's too many clicks, you know, to just get the message across. So I'm not even worth like a few clicks is what you guys are saying. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> you open that door, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Sure day. Sure day. Oh, no, not no. me today. No. No jokes aside, no, I think, yes, girls do have the tendency to just take more time, you know, doing this kind of thing and letting us know how much they enjoy it. But on that note, gentlemen, you're welcome to write us as well, especially if it's a personal note to me. Okay? All right. Image of God, guys. We're talking about image of God. So the term image of God comes up in our show often. I think the term used sometimes is imago dei, which is, what language is that? Is that Latin? Not sure, though. <laughs> no one knows. So we'll edit the part where I ask this okay, question. Okay, what language <laughs> is imago dei? It's Hebrew. Is it really? Uh, Latin. No, sorry. It's Latin. It's Latin. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, okay. And as, as, as believers, Christians, we, we are familiar with this term image and likeness of God. We have been created in the image and likeness of God. We are image bearers of God, as I've heard Pastor Dennis say one time. Um, But what does that really mean? What is the image of God? Do we know what he looks like? Um, Is that what we're talking about? My first question, has anyone seen God for us to know the image of God? You know, what does the Bible tell us? Has anyone seen God? I guess that's a good starting point. Well, they saw Jesus. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. When Jesus was fully human mm-hmm. and fully God. But when I start with that weird joke, it was a joke in my head. But when I pronounce it, it sounded so bad. So anyway, <laughs> I just, I'll just go through with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really hard. I guess... No, no, just to be legit, because I'm too legit to quit. Um, too legit. You have to <laughs> say it like that. You have to sing it like too legit. Okay. Um. No, God is 
too unfathomable to really understand his existence. What the Bible talks about when we give names to God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Yahweh, I am, it is to understand at least a glimpse of who God is. Because God is, is, is bigger than the rules of physics, all of those things. So we, what we see in the Bible as we progress from Genesis to Revelation is our, our humanity's understanding with God as in terms of our relationship, how we see Him as a glimpse of Him. So I guess that's uh, where we start. We, it's how we comprehend God as we read through it. Yeah, yeah. Anyone wants to follow? I'll go. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, well, when we talk about man created in the image of God or the term imago Dei, you, you, we can't say that, you know, I'm like God. You know, I think that would be very dangerous to say. I'm created in the image of God, which is like, I think Matt Chandler would say it uh, right when he said that he defined it as God's investment in humanity of God-like glory and moral capacity to reign and rule the earth as his representatives. And this is what sets us apart from animals or other created things. We were made on the sixth day, right? And we were very different from dogs and cats and all, all, all mammals, right? And plants because of that capacity to do that. And therefore, we are image bearers of God in some aspects, right? And, and because of that, we now put an intrinsic uh, value on human life, right? Because we, we have been set apart. You know, what is man that you are mindful of him? Man Amen. that you love him, right? That you created him above even the angels, right? Scripture tells us because of the image bearing or the imago Dei concept that is uh, mentioned in Scripture. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Dr. Harold. Uh, yes. Uh, so if we're talking about has anyone seen God, if we will look in the Bible, it says that no one has seen God except the one and only Son, which we know is Jesus. And Jesus came from heaven, and that's why what he saw in heaven, what the Father is doing there, he is also doing here on earth at the time of first coming. But if the question would be, how can we see God? Then I think we have to know first, who is God and what is his image according to the Bible? Uh, we know that God is a creator. And how did he create? God created everything with the word. And that's because God is also the word. I think I've mentioned this a lot of times in, in this podcast. But About anyway, that's... 500, yeah. But please, go ahead. <laughs> but yes, God is the word. And understanding the word is like seeing God. Let me just repeat that. If we understand the word of God, if it makes sense to us, then it's as if we are also seeing God. And once we receive this word from him, we must be able to retain it. But how are we supposed to do it? Or how are we supposed to attain it? We must be able to do what it says in the Bible. And I know that being a Christian and doing things according to the Bible is not really easy. It's difficult. That's why we have to persevere. We have to have patience. We need to understand and have love and so many things. But it's important for us to do the will of God because according to Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, those who are able to do the will of God will be able to enter heaven. And actually, your question is, it's not something new because even the disciples themselves, uh, they asked Jesus about it. I remember in John chapter 14, it's when Jesus is uh, talking to the disciples and right after he said on verse 6 that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then Philip asked Jesus, can you let us see God? And then Jesus answered that, uh, we've been together for a long time and yet you're still asking me for you to see God. When you have seen me, you also seen God. And that's why we know that God gave the word to Jesus and, when, and through this way, God is showing himself and revealing himself through Jesus. So we can say that those people who are able to believe in Jesus during that time have seen and heard God through Jesus. And if we will apply it in our time right now, we can say that 
um, God also promised in the book of Revelation that if we are able to keep his word in our hearts and in our minds, then we will be able to see him face to face. And that's the hope we have um, right now. You know what I was thinking just now? Like, you know how we have that expression, oh my God, I don't know. I mean, as Catholics, like we're not supposed to say that, like say God's name in vain. So sometimes we'll say, oh my word. And that's like, you're saying God is the word and it's like, okay, nobody gets this. Nobody gets this. (laughs) 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 So you can't say, oh my seed. (laughs) Oh my parable. That's going to be the new one. Pastor Dennis, oh my seed. Oh my seed. Oh my incarnation. Oh my seed. Okay, okay. Um, Sorry, major distracted. Okay. Going back, okay. Has anyone seen God? So, according to the Bible, no one actually saw God, God. Like, yes, Jesus, you know, who was here on earth in human form, whoever saw him at that time, seeing God. But God, God, we, no one has seen is what we're saying. Yes? Just like as a side question, because we hear many people say that I've had an encounter with God. I saw God. You know, what am I supposed to make of that? What, what's that? <laughs> Thumbs up. K-pop heart. What is this? Oh, that, that's your reaction. Hey. Uh, are, are we ready for the bashers? <laughs> oh, no. No, Harold, have you seen God? Actually, um, if we are... <laughs> okay, yes, let's discuss about this. Because <laughs> I think in able for us to answer that, that kind of side question, Sam, uh, we have to talk about some fundamental things in the Bible. We know that God is holy and we people are sinners. So if someone who is not holy, who is not sanctified in front of God and you see him, you will die. Um, just like uh, the story in the Old Testament, in the tabernacle, the priests would have to sanctify themselves yeah. because if they enter the holy place, when they are not yet holy, they will die. Even um, they have to follow certain guidelines and rules on what they have to do before they even enter the tabernacle. And at the hem of their garments, there are pomegranates and bells that are sewn. And the re- <laughs> yes, and you know, there's an interesting reason behind that. Because as they move, these bells would be ringing. And as they move inside the tabernacle, the people outside would still know, oh, okay, they're still alive. They're still doing what they have to do inside. But by the time that the bells are not ringing anymore, the people outside would know that they're already dead. And since the people outside are still sinners and are still um, not sanctified or holy, what they would have to do is to pull them by the rope that is tied on the waist of the priests so that they can um, take away the body of the priest inside the tabernacle and they themselves will not enter and die. So, but basically what I'm trying to say here is that God is holy and if we are not holy in front of him, we will die. And uh, what else? Uh, God actually hid himself. And ironically, when he hid himself, that's his way of showing his love for us because um, at the end of the day, he's not far away from us. We just have to reach out to him how? Mm. Through the word of God. That's why God gave us the Bible for us to be connected with him again. And to go back to your question, I would prefer to stick on what the scripture says. And it says that only Jesus was able to see God. Anybody want to add to this? Yes, Brother J. Paul. I just want to jump. I mean, continue with that line of thought that Instructor Harold was saying. You see, during that time, for those our list for our listeners who are not familiar, you see, uh, the Old Testament belief was that you can own the the chief priest can only enter the holy of holies. It's called the holy of holies because they believe that God is dwelling in that area. So that's why they would sacrifice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then moving forward to up uh, then, as you know, if um, Imagine how they saw God. If you were a sinner, just a little bit of stain, God will kill you. That's how they, they understood God. 
Alright? Then, um, when Jesus died, there was a part in the story that the, the veil in the temple tore down. That is so, that, sorry, that is so important because this is what God is saying, that I am not only in the temple. I am where you are. I am everywhere. I am God, that I am making myself. I have always been available to all my children. Oh, my seed. Yes. Pastor Dennis, did you want to add something? I think it's in First Peter 2 where he tells us, yeah, First uh, Peter 2 verse 1, uh, it says, wait, let me, sorry, verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The Bible talks about us being royal priesthood. Uh, the, it's called in, in, uh, in theological concepts, the priesthood of every believer. That we have access to God now. We can go straight to God, right? Because God has chosen us. We're now of royal bloodline because of what Christ did for us on the cross. And now because the veil has been broken, we are now called priests unto God. I can now go to God. That's why we can pray, right? We prayed before the podcast. Uh, uh, four of us would pray. It's us having access to this God, right? Imagine if all our members would come to me and say, Pastor, Pastor, pray for me because I cannot pray and I cannot access God. And it's only the professionals who would pray. Imagine that, right? But then the Lord was saying, uh, we're now priests before God. There's, we're now royal priesthood. And this is a powerful concept here in First Peter, telling us that we have now access to God. There's no more outer court, inner court, holy of holies. We can now, you know, when we worship God on Sunday, I enter the church, it's holy place. Why? Because the church is there. God is there. I could go to my bedroom and it's going to be a holy place because God is there. So wherever I am, God is there. And therefore, the place is made holy. Oh, wow. So that whole, you know, the chosen people being a royal priesthood is the meaning of that is having access to God. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So, so, so for example, Sam, um, this is what God did for us, right? With what Pastor Dennis is saying. We're lay people, you and I. Pastor Dennis is a pastor, so he is, uh, he is anointed in that aspect. But, for example, there is a friend of ours that does not know Jesus. But during, you know, at, when he's about to die, he wants to accept Jesus. There's no priest. There's no pastor whatever. As, a, as you, uh, you have your royal bloodline of being a priest, you can actually baptize that person in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, you and me. What? 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 <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let that sink in for a while. No, that is amazing and super powerful. Um, I just want to go back to something that Instructor Harold said earlier because it kind of made me go, huh? Because you mentioned something about God hiding, right? Huh? Right? Huh? <laughs> God is God hiding. What do you mean by that? Oh wait. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> is that a Korean thing? Kulet. <laughs> yes. What were what are we talking? Oh, okay, it's about guy God hiding. Right. You said we're that. so distracted with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yes, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do like is that something that we agree on? Is God hiding? Is that something that we did? You know, did we know that? And what did you mean by that exactly? <laughs> Yes, uh, what we mean by that is because remember in the book of Genesis when God created man, we are actually designed to live eternally. Uh, but the wage of sin is death. So when we sinned, a death entered and then we became mortal. And when, when, when we became mortal in Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, it says that God cannot contend with man anymore because we are mortal and we know that God is immortal. So that means that God cannot remain with us anymore because if he stays with us, then we are sinners, we will die, like what I explained a while ago. But even though he hid himself, 
um, if we look in the Bible, there are many verses that saying that we must seek Him, we must find Him. And that means that we must be seekers of God. And that's why God <gasps> sent seek. us His Son. Because you can't seek something that's not hiding. Hide and seek. Hello. Go, go ahead. Yes. So if we seek Him, then in the first place, he's hiding. So that's why we have to find him. And that's why he sent his son for us to have eternal life because at the end of the day, he would want us to have eternal life and spend eternity with him. Mm. Are you guys in agreement with this? I'll take that I as a no. I, 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 no. I mean, I understand where pas Pastor Harold, I understand where instructor, oh, I just anointed you. Attorney, attorney. Attorney, pastor. I was an attorney. I understand where instructor Harold is coming from. Um, you have to also understand that <laughs> we think, how do I say this? Because God is omnipotent and omniscient. Omnipresent. And, yeah. Omnipresent. But because we have sin and brokenness and we have ran away from God in a sense because of our sins, it's, that's why we have to seek Him. Because God is always there. We just have to, He's, just, you know, He's waiting. And we have, but because God gave us free will, He will not, you know, force Himself. And he's just there waiting. And when you seek him, he's there to, to be ready to lavish you <laughs> with his love. I guess that's a, a different, the same understanding, but different. Slightly angle. different way of putting it. Yeah, Pastor Dennis. Yeah. Because there are two school of thoughts with regards to that. Oh. And that's why this could be another episode for Ooh. us. Okay. Did I love you that. choose God or did God choose you? Oh, next episode. Okay. I love that. I love that. No, really. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I've been in both <laughs> schools. I've been there. I've been to the other one. Right? But if you look at also the parables, yeah. yeah. Parable, <laughs> parable, parable alert. <laughs> for my first parable of the day. <laughs> The parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, right? The parable of the prodigal son who made an all-out search. Jesus did. Hmm. Who was lost, right? Who was on the ditch? It's us. And God made an all-out search for us and seeked us because Romans 3 tells us no one knows God. No one seeks God. No one is righteous. Everybody has sinned. Right, so for somebody to even say, you know, I was trying to seek God through parties and men and relationship, you know, uh, I don't think you're seeking God. <laughs> but I didn't find him there, you know. Those are good uh, narratives that people would say when they're giving their testimonies. But ultimately, for me, theologically, how I see it is that God made an all-out search for me because I wouldn't even seek God. I'm a sinner. Mm. A sinner doesn't love God. A sinner don't want the time of day with God. But God came. God sought me out. God made an all-out search for me. Right? And that's why the Bible says, the whole heaven rejoices over one sinner who repents, leaves the 99, and goes for that one lost sheep. And I think that's the love of God. Right? Because we are all image bearers of God. And so... God loves us so much. John 3, 16 and 17, right? He came to yeah. save the world, not to condemn the world because he made an all-out search for us and hopefully we respond to that kind of love. Wow. Yes, so that is just the tip of the iceberg of who chose who, which is coming up in our future episode. Interesting. Okay, let's bring it back to what we're talking about today, image of God. Okay, we've established that no one has actually seen God. However, I think in the Bible, we do uh, meet some people who encounter God, not in his actual form, whatever he looks like, really, but like, for example, like the burning bush, right? Wasn't that a representation of God? Mm -hmm. um, Transfiguration. What? Transfiguration. Okay. 
So what does the Bible tell us about the appearance of God? What else do we see in the Bible? There's, I think there's only one mention of Moses asking the Lord, Lord, I want to see your face. He said, I won't let you, but I'll, let you sh- I'll show you my back. Because you can't see my face because of the glory of God. You, you'll die if you look at yeah. me, right? And so only Moses was able to see the, the backside back. of God. You know, I don't know what that means. Maybe Harold might have. I'm, I've not dwelled into it and studied it deeper, but then that was a statement God made. So. Yeah. Just, just because um, not, this is not a complete answer to it, Semi-complete. No, just kidding. Um, because as you, you study theology, you understand that heaven, kingdom, God is no sin, no, 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 no speck of dirt, dirt can enter that. So just God does not want to harm us, but because we are in, in our sin unworthy of his glory, we cannot take it. It's not because he's mad, but we, in our beingness, we cannot take it. And that is why God went down to meet us where we are, not even halfway. In, in marriages, usually we say, you know, in relationships, let's meet, couples should meet halfway or something. No, no. Jesus took the 99 steps. We just have to take one. Jesus went to us. God moved to us. Because we cannot take it on our own. We don't have enough strength and worthiness. Yeah, yeah. Instructor Harold, what would you like to add to that? Um, Basically, what we are trying to say is that really no one has seen God. And (laughs) that's why even even Moses, when when God told him that uh, he can see his back, uh, that's it. Because, again, God is so holy. And um, if we're talking about uh, how... God really looks like physically. Um, I think it's better if we go back to the the fundamentals again. Um, God in John chapter four verse twenty four said that He is a spirit, so that's why we cannot see a spirit and we cannot see Him. But if we look in the Bible, there are actually many references or the physical appearance of God, but. Even when I read it, it doesn't make sense. Um, for example, if you go to Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 26 and onwards, uh, when Ezekiel saw someone on the throne, he said that he has a figure like that of a man. And then from the waist up, he looks like a glowing metal full of fire. And then from waist down, he is fire. And then um, there is a brilliant light surrounding him like that of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day. And I was like, wait. So uh, glowing metal, full of fire, and then fire, and then there's a rainbow, and there's cloud, and it's raining. And then... He's a weather report. <laughs> it, he sounds like a weather report. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. But when we look at it, this is a vision shown to Ezekiel. And uh, we must remember that these visions, we should not take this literally. And... W- since we already mentioned about the rainbow and we are not supposed to take it literally, we know where it first appeared in the Bible. Um, Noah. Yeah, exactly. In the time of Noah. And what does it mean? <laughs> I'll give you a star. star. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that rainbow means the covenant with God, uh, the, the covenant that God gave us and the promise we must keep on our end. So, Going back, God is using these things as a method to show his, um, to let the people see his uh, appearance. But this is like the, just a physical representation. Because if we try to imagine God, how he really looks like, I don't think that our mind can fathom it. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, a, that's basically what I'm getting from everyone. No one has seen God. We are not worthy to see God because, yeah, we are sinful and we will die. And the Bible does make an attempt, it sounds to me, of maybe trying to say something about this. But again, the message that we get from the descriptions even is like, yeah, we cannot fathom what God could possibly look like with our puny human brains. But and I love the... Sorry. 
Mm. I love the description though of God, Jesus being the lion and the lamb. It's so, it's so contrasting but so beautiful. So, I just, I just want to share. So beautiful. Yeah, I mean, our faith is really, yeah, there are many paradoxes in our faith, I think. Um, okay, so physical characteristics, never mind. Then I'm assuming that when we say we need to be, what we need to strive for as Christians is to be created every day to go, to come closer to the likeness and image of God. And I'm assuming this is now more a spiritual thing. Again, we need to be transformed in some way to uh, become more like God. So what qualities do we see in the Bible that we should be aspiring to of God? I think it should change how we see human beings, how we view humanity, those we live with, and those we've never met, right? Because there's a lot of racial tensions now. And we've can I just say, categorize human beings. He's a Republican. He's yellow. Yeah. He's Duterte. You know, he's Catholic. He's evangelical. You know, and, you know, there's a news that came out this week, Sam. I don't know if you've heard of that. What's that? People now were saying, cancel Korea. I've heard about this. Bella Porch, right? Yeah. She's, yes. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard about that. Maybe so it's so sad because that's, what sin does it it boxes us as human beings it tells us it cancels everything good about us and focuses on sin and and then trying to put it in a people group or a community rather than seeing that everybody is an image bearer of god right whether christians or non-christians there's an image there of god that can be redeemed and sin destroys the gospel redeems, right? And that's our part as Christians, that we share this gospel that redeems people from their sin, that what is broken can be made new again. And I think we've all experienced that. I've experienced that. I'm Chinese, so you know, I've, I've experienced a lot of discrimination because I'm Chinese. And Chinese people discriminate a lot of people also, right? And, and so if we look at it now that, wow, we're all image bearers of God, it doesn't matter what race you are. We can actually work together. We can eat together. We can laugh together. It doesn't, your social status in life, you're poor, I can pastor you. You're rich, I can pastor you. We're all human beings. We're all the same, right? We all need God. And I think this is something that when we understand Imago Dei, it changes how we see human beings. And it also realigns us to the focus of what a believer should do which is to love, faith expressing itself through love, right? Yes, there's truth, there's theological truth, but at the end of the day, it's not truth first, ultimately, that can make a person hear you out, it's love. Because when we love and we learn how to accept each other, then we can agree to disagree just like this podcast and love each other and call ourselves brothers and sisters in the Lord because we're all image bearers of God. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, uh, it's, it's just interesting how you brought up that whole uh, Bella Porch situation. I only heard about this yesterday. As of this recording, it is the 11th today of September. Um, you know, and I, and I bring this up again because I actually messaged her. I felt compelled as a Korean. I don't know her. I, she, you know, and in, in case you're not acquainted, Bella Porch is a social media influencer. She has a huge following on Instagram and TikTok. And I heard that it was, it started with a tattoo and, you know, for Koreans, apparently it, it, this is an offensive image, which was pointed out to her. She apologized and said, you know, I did not know that. And I will do something about that. I think she's covering it up or something, but for some reason it escalated to Koreans online hurling insults at her. And it, you know, to at Filipinos in general. And as a Korean who has grown up in the Philippines, who is currently living and working here, and you know, I love both countries and I consider both countries home, it just makes me sad to see something like this. And because of what you know the Koreans said, now the Filipinos are now, you know, saying cancel Korea and all that. I'm just like, oh my goodness, what a mess. 
And yeah, this is... We won't cancel you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brother J. Paul. <laughs> I appreciate it. Please don't cancel uh, me or anyone else or just this whole cancel culture even, right? This is such yeah. a big thing on social media right yeah. now. And yeah, I just wanted to point out that, you know, the internet can be such an ugly place and whoever are these people that are doing this online, they only represent a small number of people. It's not, you know, all of us. So anyway, who wants to follow qualities of God that we see in the Bible? That was my, I almost forgot. Yeah. Brother J. Paul. Ah, I love it. I love this discussion. I love every time we talk about God's love. It's like, and how we love. It's so beautiful. Um, there's a guy wrote a book. It's called Les Miserables. It's Victor Hugo. And there's a scene in, in the, during the end of the book, uh, John Valjean was dying and, and, you know, he was seeing Fantine, etc. And then, then they would, you know, talk to uh, Cosette and the husband. And there's a mention that to, to love another person is to see the face of God. I love that line. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, Victor Hugo is not a theologian, but I guess he um, he summarizes the first and second um, commandment really well. Love God with all your heart. Love people as you love yourself. And and actually, that is one thing. That is one commandment. You know, just to raise our chair, because I don't know the, in, the proper English of Tasang Bangko, raise our chairs, the direct translation. Um, I, lo- I love what we do here in our podcast. There are many times we have theological differences. But did we see another person differently? We have seen each other as brother and sister in God. There are so many times that it can be like, no, I'm right. No, this is our faith. No. What matters most is that we are a child of God. And, and that's why I believe that's a secondary mission that our podcast is doing. We're teaching people to love people who have different backgrounds. And everywhere you go, for example, I love the relationship, relationship of Peter and Paul. Again, I mentioned this before a fisherman and a Roman citizen being friends and everywhere in the James and John, you know, imagine just Jesus managing the apostles. They're all like, it's really hard to manage, mm. but then that's, that's our faith. That's our relationship with God. And why did not God just for those listeners just wanted you to reflect on this. Why did God not make us all the same so that we will not have arguments, right? But that's how beautiful God is. That's how, He's a creator. He makes things beautiful. And I believe loving each other is the completion of His love for us and the completion of being really human. As God loves, we love. And just for those who are, this is not really a statement, but those who are listening and watching, maybe just reflect. Because, you know, for me, as I was sending some, for those who are listening, I was sending some clips of pastors and, um, uh, for example, I'm a big fan of Kristen Kane. I was sending to Sam, listen to this and tell me. And she hasn't replied yet because it's an hour and a half video. It's kind of long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's really powerful. It makes me cry every time. Um, but so just because this person is a pastor, I should not listen to her, listen to him anymore he or she is preaching the truth of God and we can be friends in that truth because we're one body of Christ. No, yeah, that was powerful. No, and you're right. Even when I, you know, was in the process of my conversion, as, as I said, I went to Christian YouTube university and I encountered many different people online, some of them Catholic, some of them Protestant, just, all different denominations and they were all helpful to me. They were all helpful. You know, I don't know how your journey is going to happen. And I pray that this podcast will help you in your journey. Um, but yes, thank you very much, brother J Paul, who will not cancel me. 
no matter what happens. And all Koreans, you know, um, I love some Gipsal. And we, we, my, so for those who do that, my, my wife and I texted Sam, let's go to Jeju Island after, after this pandemic. Oh, so we'll, as a we'll, Korean, we'll go with that. Yeah, who's never been to Jeju Island. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a shame. But yes, we'll, we'll go there. Oh, oh maybe, Harold, bring your wife. During, by that time, you should have a wife. Peer pressure, we can all go. You know, the Narrow Door podcast tour. So we, we record in Jeju Island. We have time. <laughs> One can dream, right? And I love that. That should be our thing. Not say no pressure. No, peer pressure. Peer pressure. <laughs> peer pressure. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, it's Dr. Harold. Sorry. Yeah, we kind of drifted off there. But qualities of God in the Bible that we should be aspiring to as Christians because we want to be recreated in the image of God. What do we see? Uh, I think there are many characteristics of God that we can see in the Bible, but I would want to mention one important characteristics of God, which I uh, mentioned a while ago. It's Him being holy. So how can we achieve that? Um, in John chapter 17, verse 17, it says that, Sanctify them with the truth. Your word is truth. And again, we're going back to the word. And if we go back to the um, episode about prayer, Prayer and word should go together. And that's why as believers of God, um, it's necessary for us to know his word and to pray. But this word and what I'm, um, what I'm going to say is what Brother J. Paul is waiting for. Um, this word <laughs> is actually the seed of God. And that's why <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need to be born again with the seed of God but that doesn't end there once we receive the seed we have to let it grow and when we let it grow um, that means we're also understanding the word of God to be created in his image and likeness um, if I can just share a, a personal story um, whenever someone sees a picture of my father um, when he was still young, they would automatically say that I look exactly like my father. I was like a, a carbon copy. Even when uh, our relatives sees me, um, they would say that I even act like him. My characteristics are like him. And come to think of it, it's because I already received the seed from him. That's why, like him, I'm so gentle, I'm so quiet and so simple and these things. And what I'm trying to say here is that that seed is really important. And if we want to receive the seed from God, we need to receive his word. And as we let that seed grow, which I can relate when I was growing, my parents would usually tell me how to be a good person. And actually, I think that is uh, normal for every one of us to be good with, with the people we interact, with the people around us. But come to think of it, when Jesus came at the time of first coming, he explained that no one is good except God. That's why we have to know God who is good according to the Bible. And if we understand him in the Bible, then we, we tend to make ourselves good in the standards of God, not in, not in the standards of the world because those are two different standards. And I think um, Sam mentioned in, in the previous episode earlier, uh, Bishop Barron? Bishop Barron, that, yes. yes. Uh, he mentioned that being good is not enough in this world, which I yeah. agree because we need to be good in the standards of God. And since he's our spiritual father, Again, we need to receive his seed, which is his word, let it grow, meaning understand his word until we become created in his image and likeness. That analogy with your dad was so good. Reach that was it. So good. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's so wow. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I, Sam, can I tell one story just to. Uh, this was really makes me I, tear by up. By the way, I've also seen uh, Brother J. Paul's dad. He's also like the spitting image of his dad, by the way. So, yeah. I, wala lang, I, wala lang. I just. That's, that's parang something I kind of <laughs> don't want. Joke lang. What? Just kidding. Dad, dad I love you. <laughs> um, no, no. This. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just want to annoy you. Um, no, this was. <laughs> Uncle, um, we were in the we were doing missions in the Middle East, so I can't say what country, but there's this country in the Middle East that um, so there's only an area that all Christian churches 
should should join together. Like that's like let's say a few hectares, gated, different churches, Baptist, Catholic, all, all everyone should only be there. And um, there was a time during the ISIS. You know, ISIS was really. I don't want to be attacked, you know, was really rampant. I can only, um, hear of a, I can only think of a Tagalog word, umariba, which is probably not the best word either. Yeah, I think ariba Spanish. Anyway, <laughs> so... You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so the, the feast was being held in a different church. So because the Catholic church was so busy, they can't have services for the Catholic church anymore the Catholic uh, groups. So we had to do it, I think, in the Methodist church. So, but that's not that, that's an amazing story, right? But this is the amazing thing. There were radicals who attacked it, that attacked the Christian compounds. And you know what happened the next week? What? Next Sunday, or I don't know, during that um, Friday is their Sunday. Next Friday, Muslims were protecting. They were like a line. <gasps> They were protecting the Christian, the Christian block, and and for me, that's being Jesus. That's being Christ. That's really protecting. And there are stories in the Middle East or other areas where Muslims are being protected by Christians, and that is really the call of God to love us. What Pastor Dennis was saying: stop categorizing, stop this, stop that, stop cancel culture. No, we we it is an inclusive culture. So just wanted to. Just really, sorry, I had to really say it. No, yeah, yeah, that is beautiful. I mean, yes, we are a Christian podcast, but the call for us is to love everyone. Um, yeah, no, that's a beautiful story. My next question, which was my last question for this episode, was, you know, and I think this is kind of a pattern now where we have a topic, we talk about it, and if it's a good thing, if it's something that we should be striving for as Christians, then my last question to our friends is always like, okay, how do we actually do this, right? How do we practically apply this into my life and make this reality? So, and I kind of feel like, I don't know, Instructor Harold, maybe you already answered that question. Do you guys want to add anything to that? To become the image of God. I understand this to be something like a, like it's a bit of a process. It's a renewal every day. It's a recreation every day. Brother J. Paul, how? Uh, so that Pastor Dennis will end it with worship. Um, I'll go first. <laughs> so that he'll call to uh, altar call. Peer pressure. Uh, Peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, this is, this is the talk for Sunday, so I, I'm so prepared. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking about Matthew 8 this Sunday in the feast, and it's when... Jesus was so amazed by the faith of a centurion. So that's really a whole different topic. But so, so the centurion said, wherever you are, I know you have authority over everything and, and just say the word and my servant shall be healed. So, so remember the Jews at that time was saying, no, Jesus, come with me. No, but this centurion's faith that he knew that Jesus had authority over everything. This was a pagan. And you see, a lot of people think that the gospel or the Bible is meant for us. You know, that, oh, this is the Bible. This is the Bible adjusts for me. Adjusts for me. No, we adjust to the word of God. We adjust. We, we make Jesus. We go under God's dominion. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. You, you submit yourself to God's purification. You be under His authority. So whatever, how does this be planted in a church? Be discipled, accept Jesus, have a relationship with Jesus, and slowly surrender everything to Jesus. So that's a very practical, and at the end of the day, ask yourself this question, am I living under God's authority? Am I making God really my king and my father and my parent? Oh, wow. Pastor Dennis. Yeah, I think um, maybe the best way to practice this concept of Imago Day is really to look at our, ourselves, us, how we were one sinners, Romans 3, and how Christ loved us. 
how we have failed God in so many ways, how we rebel against God, yet God's love is constant. God never gave up on us. How can we give up on the people that Christ died? Christ died for the world, John 3.16, right? Christ died for Koreans, for Middle Easterns, for Filipinos, whatever race, color, status, everybody is created in the image of God. God loves the world. And therefore, I am a child of God. Therefore, I love like my father. Right? And I think that's the best way to understand where, where, where I come from and how God has been patient with me. And therefore, now I can love others the same way. Oh, yeah. So good. It's Dr. Harold, did you want to add anything from what you uh, said? Yes. Uh, since Brother J. Paul mentioned about the story about the centurion, maybe I just want to add a story about the eunuch. Um, <gasps> The eunuch, our friend, he's back. <laughs> but what, what I want to add about this is that in that story, we can see that the eunuch had a good desire to know the word of God. And that's why when the spirit saw it, he let Philip as the flesh to um, explain what's in the Bible. And um, from, from that story, we can see that um, in order for us to understand the word of God, sometimes um, the spirit will use a person. And in Romans chapter 10, if we remember, uh, how can you call on someone if, when he has not, uh, when you have not believed in him? How can you believe in someone if you have not heard from him? And how can you hear from someone who has not preached? And how can someone preach if he is not sent? So my message here is that whenever we listen to, the, to those who are being used by God to, to preach this word clearly, we must be able to really have that desire and uh, seek him and through this when we understand the word of god we can be created in the image and likeness of god according to the bible wow wasn't that philip who was the one that um guided the eunuch i mean yes. i've heard this um, from you many times yes philip yeah yes uh no you can answer first i have a question for you Go because ahead. i was gonna say how you guys the three of you are like the phillips of the show does that make me a eunuch? No. But yes, Brother G. Paul, what were you no, going to say? I guess because uh, people know that we're, we've been following God for a while. And, and I just, can you share what you do, what do, you to, mean? What do to, I be, to be more of an image and likeness of God? Just as where you are. Because you know, people know we preach. And sometimes people feel, no, J. Paul, because you're preaching. Pastor Dennis is a pastor. Instructor Harold is an authority instructor. It's, it's too far from us. <laughs> so what's, what's the life of a celebrity host? You know, A normal person who has more followers than us. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you're asking like just as someone who is you know, a believer, a Christian, not in the position yeah. that you guys are in. What do I do to strive for this? Yeah, not religiously leaders like us. Right, like right, you. right. Well, I mean, you know, number one, for me, because I'm Catholic, pre-pandemic days, I was actually big into the motions, you know, of going to Mass and receiving the sacraments. And, you know, I found that to be... Uh, you know, the, the Bishop Barron video that I was talking about in the previous episode, the rituals, liturgy, all that stuff was something that was designed to align me to God. And that's, I think, what I found in the Catholic practice with the mass and the sacraments, you know, the rituals that we have, the traditions that we have, right? And then with this podcast, I think more than ever, I'm talking scripture with you guys and I'm listening and uh, receiving so much more knowledge, which I find very enriching for my faith. So for me, it's a combination of both. With the ritual side of things, obviously, you know, I'm not doing what I'm used to doing. That video was actually about that when Bishop Barron was talking about it. Because we are now not able to go to church and receive the sacraments, receive communion, not able to hear Mass in a physical church and all of those things. Um, he was thinking, are we now going to slip back into this well, I'm a good person, so maybe without these things, I'm good. And his point was, well, actually, that's not enough. But on my end, those are the efforts that I think I'm putting into this faith life, trying to be renewed and recreated into the image of God. Brother J. Paul, 
stop telling me to preach. I will cancel your face if you keep saying that. <laughs> okay. All right. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Again, 20th episode. You know, we're a fledgling podcast. It's a bit of a milestone. Thank you so much for joining us um, twice a week to talk Bible and everything else that concerns our faith life. You guys would like, I'm sure you would want to check out what Brother J. Paul has going on, Pastor Dennis, Instructor Harold. Where do we find you, Brother J. Paul? You can find me in the Philippines. Let's narrow it down a little bit, like the narrow door <laughs> that we are. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just uh, J. Paul Hernandez or find me at Feast Green Hills. Okay. Pastor Dennis. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Victory Green Hills Facebook. YouTube, also Act Like a Man Philippines. Mm-hmm. Instructor Harold. Um, yes, I still want to invite everyone uh, for the free Bible education that we have. You can reach us out at contact.nhnaph at gmail.com or you can follow me and send me a message in Facebook, uh, Harry Resho, Instagram, Harold Resho. Alrighty. And if you guys want to get in touch with me and tell us anything about the show, um, the Narrow Door Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye!